the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our, our show is all about uh, savings, investments, and, and the world today. Uh, it, 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 you know, it, it's a very difficult world uh, right now. I mean, that's that's really what we're dealing with. Uh, the, the, we're looking at the. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. Uh, you know, we're dealing with a very different. Difficult and fascinating world today that's, that poses challenges, and we're to help. We're here to help you get through those challenges, understand the world, understand retirement, understand how to protect your retirement, and deal with the world today. Our, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term: save aggressively and invest conservatively. And that always starts out. With, with with your savings plan, your 401k plan. You know, we, we always touch on this issue because we want you saving money. Look, it's a bad market out there. If, if you know, there's been a lot of losses people have had. Uh, hopefully you've been listening to this show and been able to protect yourself. But if you're worried, the, the last thing you want to do is they, people, they panic. They go, oh, I mean, I'm not going to put any more money in my 401k plan. That's a big mistake. Keep putting away the money. You're going to get a company match. Uh, you're, you're going to get, uh, you, you know, you, you, you'll get a tax deduction right away. A lot of people are doing their taxes this week. It's the last chance to get them in, I think, Monday. And, uh, it, you know, but, but, but all that money you put away in your 401k plan, you get a deduction. You put away $20,000 in your 401k plan, you're, you're going to get back a certain percentage of that right off the top marginal rate in your taxes. Uh, you know, when you file your income taxes, uh, you know, plus you've got a company match. Just keep put. If you're really worried about the market, put the new money into into just the money market fund. It, sometimes it's called stable demand fund. Uh, that you know, it, it, there, there's different types of names. Cash, cash. Uh, sometimes it's guaranteed. I think get guaranteed uh, interest contract or something. Short term investments. Uh, good, good. Get, the good news on that is interest rates are going up. So don't keep putting away the money in your plan. If you're really concerned, then then then, then put it in a more state, a stable 
value thing initially till you become more comfortable with your new money coming in. But do not stop your plan. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully you, you've been able to protect your plan. We don't really manage 401ks. We, our, our specialty is IRAs, IRA rollovers. People retire, they come to us. It asks us to manage their, their retirement funds. And but we we generally find most retirement plans, quite frankly, don't have good programs anyway. They they don't they don't have enough alternative investments. They don't have enough uh, short-term bond positions, cash, precious metals type of things in them, which is a little frustrating. But still, you want to keep where where people make all the money. The people retire, they've got a million, two million dollars. Often, it's because they just put away the money and didn't pay much attention to it. So so keep that going. Uh, Look, a couple couple positives with these plans now, cash position. If you look at it, interest rates have gone up. Fed funds are about three at three and up three point one two five percent. I think they maybe raised them twenty five. Uh, about probably, I think they raised them. The expectations are seventy five basis points. I think they maybe go fifty basis points or so, which gets you about to you know to close to two three and three quarters on Fed funds. Interest rates are going up. You know, I was talking to someone at the bank. Uh, with, you know, to add some money to the bank, like, look, you guys have got to start paying some more interest. And like, there's no interest on this money, and it's not a small amount of money. And uh, we're actually helping someone out in, in that situation. And, and uh, you know, look, I mean, at the time for, for, for money sitting in, 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 in the bank paying no interest is, is gone. When, when the bank can sit there and, and go to the repo market and get, you know, over 3% just by parking your money with the Federal Reserve with zero risk and get 3%, they certainly should be paying you more than zero on, on, on their bank accounts. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, this is going to lead to, I think, one of the things you can see a massive amount of disintermediation out of the banks as, as people pull money from the banks because they're simply not paying enough money. Uh, you know, I, I, I like the banks, but, but if you can get, you know, three, if you can get 2% in a money market fund or if you can get, uh, you know, 90 day T bills that are paying pretty well too, you know, sometimes it, you just, particularly with larger amounts of money, there's no reason that money should be in the bank. Uh, right now, the, uh, let me see something. Give me just a second. Yeah, just pulling up the 30-day T-bill rate is about 3.3% right now, which is, you know, which is, you know, uh, that's a lot better than the bank. But but, but this goes to to a lot of things. I I just wanted to kind of touch on that. I want you to know that there are other alternatives out there. we have some clients with a lot of money. They're, you know, they're they're coming to us, and we're putting together special short-term portfolios that are a little different. That that just just for 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 your 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 money, you just want to park. You know, some people want, are waiting to buy a piece of property, have other things. Yeah, yeah, but but there are opportunities out there in that sector. Uh, and you know, I bring it up the banks, not just because, but simply because I think it's time that the banks start paying a little bit more money. Uh, on their deposits, it's pretty inexcusable, quite frankly. Uh, the looking out uh, in the world today, uh, what, what are we dealing with? And, and, and I think there's, you know, we have talked about this. I, I think we've been on this as good as anybody out there, uh, not predicting exactly what's what's been happening, but getting it getting through here. You know, I, I just saw some numbers I was looking at. The the the, the standard. 
uh, 60, 60, 40 uh, portfolio is, 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 is one of the worst performances in 100 years. Uh, the Some of the other things, the S&P 500 is down to almost 20, 24.8%, almost 25%. The NASDAQ's down 35. I was actually looking at a... Uh, at a uh, a uh, a twenty five twenty five twenty five, which is uh, cash twenty five percent commodities twenty five percent twenty five percent bonds, and I think that was down six or seven percent uh, year to date, which is just remarkable. Uh, and again, I've got some other numbers on the sixty forty. Uh, it, it's just been a, a very tough market. Uh, and, and, and one of the things that, that, that's been interesting to me, you know, is just how really this thing has it's just, it's been across the board in, in the decline. It, 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 and, and again, uh, you know, we've been very, very fortunate. Uh, if, if you look at it, the, uh, at the, the, that 25, 25, 25, which is, that's down 11.9%. I mean, so we, I feel very good about what we've done this year for our clients. Uh, we, 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 We've done materially better than that. Uh, you know, they're beating almost everybody I know in the markets right now uh, because we've kind of followed some of the things we've been talking about in this show. You know, it, 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 I, I, you know I, I'm just really amazed how so many people were absolutely unable to see inflation. It was right there in front of you. The, you know, the money supply and some by some measures was up 28% year over year. Uh, the spending was out of control. There were shortages, and, and we had deglobalization. And, and we said, "Look, there's inflation coming." We were actually talking about inflation coming in 19 before before this was going to happen. If you go back and look at 19, you could see all the signs where inflation were there. And and we we just had a most recent inflation number come in at uh, it was 8.4 percent. They were expecting. Uh, 0.4% and 0.3% for the month on the CPI came in at 0.4, shocked them, shocked everybody. Uh, I mean, this, infl- this inflation is out of control, and yet it, it, nobody thought to manage retirement portfolios to protect from inflation. It's truly extraordinary. Uh, and so here we are uh, right now in a tough situation, and we've got some interesting things to, to, to talk about on the show here today. I, I think, you know, we, we, you know it's it's it, looking at these numbers. Uh, you know, uh, again, the S and P five hundred like, year to date. There's only been four times in 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 history that it's been down more than this this so far in the year. One of them was nineteen nineteen thirty one. Actually, five nineteen thirty one. The the depression, height of the depression. Uh, the 2008, the uh, the Great Financial Crisis, 1937. That was in the midst of the of the depression, and, it, and the market recovered and then fell apart again. Uh, you know, after after a big run up, uh, and then the tech bubble in 2002. That was kind of into the tech bubble. It, you know, the tech bubble started in 2001 and then accelerated in 2002 in 1974 with the inflation, with the, the big inflation. You know, the the the, uh, the energy crisis at the time, and, and, and so it, it, it's just, you know, you're talking 100, 120, 130 years of 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 of, of markets, and, and, and the more interesting one even than that is is the bond market. 
Yeah, I, I want to correct something. We've been saying this is the worst bond market in 600 years. We were wrong on that. It's actually the fourth worst bond market in about 350 years. Uh, it, it, the, the other only other worst bond market out there. Yeah, the reason I'm exp- it, well is is was 1920 was after uh, after World War II. You know, you went into the, uh, you know, they, they had uh, some issues there with currencies and things after World War II. 1865, it was the Civil War. Okay, think about that. In, in 1721, uh, which was the South Sea bubble. If you're, if you're sitting there and, and saying, well, you know, we've seen studies times like this. It's after World War One. Okay, yeah, I get that. Uh, Civil War, uh-oh. Uh, the South Sea bubble, what? Okay, these are major things that go through four and five hundred years of history that pop out. It, 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 the reason I point this out to you is I, what is that? These are very. This is a very serious decline in, in, in the markets. And I want you to understand. There's a reason why this is happening. We have been talking about this on the show. We we, we have a financial system that is levered up. We have a financial system that is. That, that is engaged in massive amounts of borrowing, reckless spending, central banks flooding the world with money. Uh, the, these things are all coming. At the same time, we're in a war. It, almost as soon as the Russia war started, everyone said, well, this is, you know, is going to be quick. It's nothing to see here. We said, no, no, no. This is a major deal. We said at the time, the United States is at war with Russia. And we're like, Ted, what are you talking about? It, we, we said, look, this is a major event. And then Joe Biden uh, uh, froze the foreign exchange reserves of the Russians. We said, oh, this is a game-changing event. It's going to alter the dollar for decades into the future, and we're going to go into a bifurcated world, a financial world, which people didn't understand. But we said, look, you have to understand. We, we, we're, we're basically in a wartime with Russia, and, and we're getting into a, a same thing with, with China. And and, and as longtime listeners of the Max Out Savings you know, no, we have been huge critics of China for the last 15 years of the radio. We've saying that there's a threat to the United States. People didn't pay any attention to it. We, we talked to people. We brought in, you know, uh, the former Treasury Secretary. We brought in cabinet members. We brought in congressmen to talk about this issue, it, you know, because it, it was a threat. And yet people ignored it. Corporate America ignored it. And now here we are, corporate America scrambling to get factories out of China. The, the, you know, the, the, we're reshoring the United States. The age of globalism is dead. Dead. The age of financialization is dead. The world has changed, and people are still investing their retirement like they're still in those ages, and they have to understand that there's a fundamental difference in the world has changed. And we're going to talk some more about this after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. 
at 512 New Media. We create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. Again, we're talking savings and investments uh, on the show today. Uh, the we're talking about you know the world has changed and and what are we looking at you know what do we what do we mean by that and and what we're talking about is 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 that over the last 30 25 30 years is is we've had globalization which means that 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 uh the united states you could do you could business can freely travel anywhere in the world so you could do business here you can do business in in uh in uh europe you can do business in japan china wherever you 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 can easily move 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 money back and forth you can move product back and forth and it was great and so you know china china took a look at this and go well this is a good deal for us and so so china China would come in and, and they would copy our products and then make them cheaper and sell them back to us. And then they'd go to the companies selling the products here that we're making and go, look, we can, you know, why don't you move over here? We can make your product 25% cheaper and uh, and everyone's happy. So the corporate America says, oh, this is a great deal. You know, so they shut the factory down and consolidate the factories and move the factory to, to China. And, and and the price of products go down, the price of everything, you know, it, well, it goes down a little bit, but typically what happens is corporate margins went up. Uh, margins, corporate margins are at the highest level they've been in decades, maybe not right away, but over the last couple of years. 
the highest in history because because what they could do is is they could arbitrage labor, they could use cheap Chinese labor, they could use cheap Chinese work. And, and, and look, on this show, I want to say it was at least five years ago, I, I saw some research that, that at the time, maybe it was six, seven years ago, that, that they could actually make their products 15% cheaper over there just because, because they didn't have any pollution laws. So you didn't have to do any pollution. So corporate America could go it over there, you know, they, they, could, they could pay their workers nothing, they could pollute the planet into the ground, and then they could sit there and, you know, talk about some, you know, fancy carbon program they had here, and nobody cared. It, 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 and so, so, so they had the advantage, cheap labor, no pollution standards, uh, sub, government subsidies, uh, stealing technology. Technology. I mean, it's almost like a running joke. I mean, you know, it, it, I, I saw a story uh, last week at Los Alamos. They had Chinese spies. I'm like, hello, you lose use Chinese people to work on top level nuclear secrets in the United States of America. Yeah, I promise you, there's some spies in the group. I mean, any any idiot could have told you that, but they went and did it anyway. I mean, I, I, at least at least twenty, maybe I'll say I think it's twenty five years ago. Twenty five years ago is one of my clients who works for Dupont. Ted, we put a plant in China. It it eight miles down the road, they copied our plant and made exactly the same thing and stole all our technology. This has been going on for years, and it's been a great deal. This has been fantastic for corporate America. Now, the, the world has grown and stuff because of it, but, but the people that have paid the price for it is the American people, the working people in the United States of America. They, you know, they suffered, but, but, but we, were, we were moving to the information age, so you could code, you could, you know, you did, it was really, we're just all going to be coders, and we really didn't make things, and we really didn't need any blue-collar workers at all, because we're all going to be walking around in some futuristic city with robots doing everything for us and, and computers, and, and, and it was all going to be great. It, it did, and then all of a sudden, the Chinese got dominant parts of our market, and then we realized, wait, the Chinese, they're not playing fair, that they're playing to win. They're playing for their people, and, and and now they're coming after us. And all of a sudden, we've got to move those those plant and equipment back to the United States or back to Vietnam or Mexico. I was just talking to someone yesterday, one of their clients. You know, uh, I won't name the company, but it's a Fortune, big Fortune 500 companies moving a lot of their production back to, to to Mexico from China. These companies are not realizing. Look, Apple, all these companies. Uh, you know, Starbucks, Nike, they could be cut off out of China tomorrow. You know, China's out there saying, don't be like Americans. We don't want to be Americans. Don't trust foreigners. They're all saying that. So if you're running around in Nike shoes and, and looking all American and, you know, talking, you know, basketball with LeBron James, you're being viewed suspiciously, not that hard of a word, uh, in China. And so people are like, well, maybe I don't need those Nike shoes. And so all of these things are coming back. And then in the boardroom in the United States, are like, look, how are we doing? How's our supply chain? You know, the big word is supply chains for the last two years. How's our supply chain doing? Well, Bob, it's doing really well. But how are we protected with China? Well, it's it, – if China shuts down, how, how we well, it's not that good. We're in trouble. We could lose thirty percent of our business uh, because all our parts are coming from China, or we're making the key parts in China, or we're making sub assemblies in China. And if we're cut off, we're going to lose the we'll lose thirty percent of our sales, and the company will be in financial trouble. Oh, well, we need to do something. We need an alternative site. We need two. 
We need uh, multiple uh, supply chain areas. So we need supply chain redundancy. And so this is all happening. This is why you're dealing with shortages. I mean, uh, the parts... Uh, 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 yeah, I noticed it was there's an Adderall shortage out there now. It's an FDA. It said there's going to be Adderall. I mean, how is there an Adderall shortage? I mean, we've been able for a hundred years. We, we've we've made we've made medicines. There's been honestly, I can't remember in my lifetime medical uh, on average, you know, not specialized medicines, but average uh, drugs. There, there would be shortages, and yet here we are. It, it just shows you the the the. The, the depth of, of the supply chain issues. So all of these things are going to be more inflationary. All of these things are are, are changing. Uh, again, the, the world of 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 uh, that we've lived in the past is, is is really coming to an end. I mean, it's deglobalization is ending. Financialization is ending. Where you know you keep levering things up. You know, financialization has been one of the big drivers in the world today. Private equity companies can go borrow huge amounts of money, take over little companies, put a couple of them together, fire half their workers, you know, to, I mean, it's, a, I mean, I cannot tell you how many stories business owners have told me about that. But, it, but the problem is, it doesn't work out so well, if interest rates start going up, if short term money goes up, all of a sudden, what was costing you a couple percent to borrow on is costing you six, eight, nine percent, and it's not profitable. That means the value of all assets, of small companies, of big companies, of stocks, of bonds, all starts going down. And so it's the end of, of – it's a different world. The era of free money, tight money is over. A couple of, There's a couple of really big things that happened this week in the markets that people – well, they pay attention to a couple of them. Some they're not. The first one everyone kind of is, is what the new prime minister, Liz Truss, came in in, in – in England, in the UK, and she was she was going to be kind of like a Ronald Reagan. She was going to cut taxes. She, she was going to uh, she was she, she wasn't a she wasn't a big member of Davos. It was kind of an anti-Davos agenda because she, she was going to drill for oil. They were going to have fracking uh, in, in 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 the UK now, and, uh, and they were going to cut corporate taxes and they were going to try to get things going. Well, the market revolted on. They said, "Look, you're you're running up a deficit spending. The pound plunged." The, the 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 interest rates went from about three percent up to five percent on the ten-year Treasury at the UK gilt, and, and the the uh, the uh, what their equivalent of their treasurer in the UK, which is is it, uh, he resigned, and and that that that's a big game changer. That signals a couple things. Probably one, it, sh- it shows you how ruthless these Davos people are. But the truth, it, it also shows that these big uh, U.S. and other co- countries around the world just can't start spending money like no tomorrow anymore because the markets are going to revolt on it. Uh, people for there was a people used to be afraid of the bond vigilantes in the 1970s, 1980s, and and that was now it was gone. The Federal Reserve, the, the central banks controlled everything. We had a, a centrally managed financial system, kind of like communist China uh, or Russia or somewhere. And and it all worked because, but now the bond vigilantes came back this week. This is the reappearance of the bond vigilantes. This puts every major country in the world, they're going to have to control their spending. Remember, Joe Biden had modern monetary theory. He could spend as much money as he wanted, and he did. He's run up $4 trillion worth of deficits in two years. Now, look, you could say Donald Trump did, he, which he did, but that was in the middle of a pandemic. 
the pandemic is over. It's been over for at least a year, year and a half, and he's still spending money on on, on infrastructure, on on the the, the Green New Deal, uh, I, I, you know, uh, the free semiconductor factories for the semiconductor factories. And then we we're going to stick another two hundred thirty billion dollars worth of spending on that. And then we got fifty billion dollars we're giving to the Ukrainians for our war effort. It's so exciting. I, you know, it, it's. Let me tell you something. There's nothing more fun than spending money, and they're having a great time up there. But look, that that uh, situation in the UK where the bonds shot up and the, and, and, and the treasurer resigned, every single government in the world saw what happened, and now they're going to be a little more cautious about spending money. And it, so again, this, again, the idea of free money is going away. The, the financialization is going away. Uh, you know, looking at that. Uh, this thing, the market's going up on massive stock buyback programs. Uh, well, you know, these big companies are getting a lot of cash. They're not sure if we're going into a recession right now. They're not sure what's going to happen to China. They might need more cash. But at the same time, rather than getting zero on their several billion dollars worth of cash in the bank, they can suddenly get 3%. That's a lot of money. That adds to their bottom line that way. And they're, so they're going to sit there and do that. So that's another pin. Again, all of these things are changing up. We had deflation over the last 25 years. Now we got, in, clearly, I don't even need to say that, inflation. So all of these things are, are coming up. The wartime effort, anytime you got a wartime effort, go try to get anything done uh, out there right now. The military, All the military companies are backed up. They can't get workers. They can't get supplies. Uh, they, they, uh, they, uh, they can't get, they can't get, uh, Anything. I mean, they're backed up. And by the way, they have the priority. A lot of these military companies are first in line to get the semiconductor chips, the special equipment, the special steel, whatever. They're first in line. And this is causing backups elsewhere in the system. So all of this is adding up to a more inflationary, a more uh, unstable world, a wartime world uh, that, that we're, we're in right now. And so that is absolutely, completely different from the last 30 years. And yet we had, I can't tell you how many uh, uh, investment managers out there just sailed right through this whole crisis, paying no attention to it whatsoever in a 60-40. But, but in, you know, with the stocks, the market's going to come back. It's not. The world has changed. And so in this world, long-term bonds aren't as good because we have inflation as shorter term bonds, we have a, a, what's known as a, a an inverted yield curve, which means short term rates are higher in many cases than long term rates. So, so, so these things these things are changing. You, you know, uh, all all this stuff is adding up. I mean, to, uh, the mortgage I'm seeing seven point two percent on mortgages right now. You know, the last time we saw that was in uh, where was it? Uh, Two thousand and two, twenty years ago. So, 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 so in this world, uh, it's a different world. So how, how, did, how did we, how were we able to outperform in this market? And the answer is, we were, you have to be in specific sectors that work. And then you have to be in cash and short-term bond in stable assets as well. Let's take a look at technology. The, the NASDAQ, the QQQ, you know how much the QQQ is down? 35%. Oil stocks are up here. Many oil stocks are up here today. Uh, if you look at defense stocks, they're up. Many of them are up here today. Agriculture, a lot of them are still up. Uh, if, if you look at uh, even some of the drug companies, 
there, there are things that are up in this market. There are, there are other things that are down. I mean, technology is a disaster. Uh, uh, the S&P 500, down nearly 25%. But there were sectors that are up. Uh, you have to be in those. Bond, long-term bonds, some long-term bond funds are down 15, 16, 17%. You know, if you're in a short-term bond fund, you're down, maybe you're down 3, 4, 5, 6%. But, you know, that's something you can deal with and manage through. If you're in, you know, right now, if you, if you, if you just lock away money for two years in, in, in the, in the, in the uh, two-year treasury, you get over 4%. You know, th- but that's safe, and that's, that you can sort of ride through this situation. So, so you, it, it's going to be a different world. Look, we saw the same thing in the 70s. The stock market in the 1970s went nowhere for a decade. There was a ton of money to be. My manners made a fortune. During during that time frame, uh, but but they they were they had to understand the right things. There's a shortage of energy in the world. There's a shortage of natural gas. We're exporting huge amounts of natural gas uh, to Europe now. Uh, that the, the third, depending on what you're looking at, the third or the fourth biggest producer of oil and gas in the world. The United States is trying to eliminate from the world market. It's not going to work, but but that's that's causing issues. Uh, all the big oil companies have been pressured by the environmentalists not to grow production at all. So, so they're not in any big rush to increase drilling. They're like, hey, we're making a ton of money. Why should we rock the boat here? Uh, you know, Joe Biden's doing everything he can to be anti-energy. Now, now he's he's at war with the you know, not at war, but uh, he is at war with the Russians. But he's he's in a dispute with the Saudis, and it's kind of payback time because the Saudis wouldn't increase oil production coming into the election. You know, to get him reelected. Now. He might have violated some laws on that. I don't know, but at a minimum, it's it's pretty it's pretty unethical. And in, to be fair to the Saudis, if the Saudis have to sit there and cut oil production, or, or raise oil production during every presidential election of major developed country in the world, it's going to be a line out the door of of world leaders talking to them about this issue. And and they they did massively increase production to get oil prices down from 120 to 80 dollars. But but but. But understand, so energy is going to be a pretty good place to be in here. Uh, you know, we know that. Uh, looking at, at some companies, if, it, if it's low debt, if it's something that's going to be a pretty stable type of business that even a recession is going to do well and it's paying a big dividend, that's going to probably give you some opportunities. There are opportunities. Uh, the precious metals sector. Look, precious metals is down right now. But uh, wartime inflation and unstable financial financial system. Look, that's all you need to know to sit there and understand that eventually the gold and the silver are going to work. I, I, I think you know of all of the things out there. I you know I, if you don't have some oil and gas exposure in your portfolio, honestly, you know you, you're. I think. I, I I think that's going to be one of the better opportunities over the next couple of years uh, because. You know, we're coming up on a quick break, and I want to explain that. But, but we're dealing with some real issues in the financial system. So I said, look, we're getting here some type of bottom in here coming up. But the problem is, is, is if the financial system destabilizes, I'm going to cut, cut on that. And bring after the quick break, discuss that. And the other big thing is, look, we've got some really good news coming out of these elections. We're going to discuss that right after this quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. 
Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Charles did. Charles? Uh, good morning, Ted. Uh, one of the uh, results of the uh, CPI uh, numbers that were released this week was the uh, increase in the Social Security benefit for retirees. And my question is this. For those people who have already hit full retirement age and maybe they're waiting to, you know, age 70 or whatever, or whatever the case may be, to to collect their benefits, uh, they're saying that, that because of the increase in, in, uh, in the benefits and all, it's just simply going to move the solvency of the Social Security program even closer. So in other words, if they expected yeah. it to run out of money in 2035 or whatever the number was, it may be 2033 or whatever the case may be. Since these people, since those that have hit full retirement age but are thinking about waiting, uh, you know, they run the risk that if they're not enrolled in a program, you know, when it comes time to try to address the solvency issue, you know, they may be on a chopping block in terms of uh, having benefits cut. Do you think it might be prudent for these people to maybe reconsider their plan and maybe, you know, possibly 
go ahead and file for Social Security uh, after they hit the full retirement age, or do you think it's worth the risk to to hang in there and hope that they don't cut your benefits before you you apply? Now, what that, are your that's, a, that's a good, you know, that's a good question. I hadn't ever thought of it that way, Charles. Look, I, I would say it's best to continue to hold off if if we start seeing something happening. You want to be prepared to to, to, to file pretty quickly. But but I you know for now I would hold off. But but I yeah I think you raised an interesting question. It's going to take some more research on that. But for now, at least for the foreseeable future, you shouldn't have a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, because like I said, I, I you know I I don't know who's going to end up addressing this stuff. And uh, but the solvency issue is is you know going to be coming. I, I think that that that's yeah. I, I think they're going to cut back benefits for future people. I don't think I wouldn't do it right now, but I would keep a close eye on things. That's my answer. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. Good question, Charles. That, that that's rare. Something kind of stumps me, but I think you did it. Thank you. We'll, we'll keep an eye on. Uh, talk, talking about back. back Crystal, Crystal, you there? Okay, there we go. Uh, okay, uh, back back in uh, the the election, uh, I think it was 2016. Trump was running. Uh, no, Trump wasn't running. Uh, Trump was the nominee at the time. We were, we were before the before the convention. We we were we liked Trump. We thought Trump was going to do well. We said we think he's got a really good chance. It's going to be Trump, and and uh, and uh, he he was dominated. We, it went out either, and I forgot if it was after the the Republican or, or the Democrat, whichever one was first. Anyway, after after the, I think I, I think it was after the Democratic convention. We said if they cannot take out, it's re, I was really pretty president at the time in this. If they cannot take out Donald Trump in the next two weeks, he's going to be the president of the United States of America. Again, that was not. It, it, it looked like he really didn't have a chance against Hillary, and that was really not well understood at the time. Uh, we were right on that, and interestingly, because they continued to try to, quote, take out Donald Trump, and we said they we, we felt there was a populist movement. They were not going to be able to stop Donald Trump. We were one of the earliest people in Houston to say that, but we were on top of this, and uh, – and one of the things we were saying is we kept saying as, as during the election, as we said, look, these poll numbers are incorrect. They're not correct. We're looking at the numbers. And what I was noticing was some of the pollers were a little bit more accurate. And I noticed the other pollers, they, they were down like four four points or so. And I'm like, and then, and then there was real stigma with Donald Trump to us. And I just felt like people did not want to say they were for Trump. And we, we said the poll numbers are wrong. And even then. It was like, oh, Trump has no chance, you know, weeks before the election, Hillary Clinton's the next person, da-da-da-da. We said, no, Trump is going to win. The polls are wrong. Right now, looking at the poll numbers, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm seeing the same thing. I think the poll numbers are off 5 to 6%. Uh, and a couple thoughts. I'm looking at the Fetterman race in uh, with versus Oz. And uh, look, I mean – Fetterman is virtually quasi-moto. He cannot do anything, and yet you're trying to tell me he's up by two points to Oz. I, I don't believe it. Uh, and the other thing is, 
I don't I believe people are scared to say they're for the Republicans because they might get fired at their job or something else. So many of these places, if you're in academia or corporate America, you have to a lot of people not in Houston, but other places have kind of got to toe the line and be careful of their politics. So they're not really going to. So the easy thing to say is, oh, I'm for Featherman. Thank you. Goodbye. And hang the phone up. And I I think this is going to come through. Uh, I, I think the Republicans are going to win pretty big in this. I think they're going to get the House and the Senate. It's looking very good for them. That the last CPI number for the election came out last week. It was 8.4 percent, which is a disaster for the Democrats. Uh, it, you know, the, the, the Democrats have said, "Look, we're all for abortion," and the Republicans are like, "Look." Crime is out of control. Inflation's out of control. Our borders are collapsing, and they're, and 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 they're they're saying there's no such thing as a man or a woman, in, which is you know on biblically based in every religion in the world. And they're saying with some new thing. I don't think. I think I I I think the, the Democratic agenda is the proverbial baby Ruth in the pool on the Caddyshack movie, and I don't think anybody wants to be near it. That that's a normal person, and, and so I think we're going to win pretty big. So that's going to be bullish for the markets. That means that 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 there's someone in that can rein in Joe Biden on on spending, that can rein in his you know the war effort in the Ukraine, and maybe have peace talks that can. Get force control of the southern border and to get crime under control. We're looking at at some retailers. We're kind of like, look, if the Democrats win big, they're going to clamp down on shoplifting, and there's some retailers that can go up. And that's how out of control crime is. That that stores are having to shut down. Uh, big chains are shutting down their inner city store. Not inner city like in the in the bad part of town, but in the downtown areas, they're shutting them down because the, the crime is out of control. So that 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 that's. That's the good news that we're seeing out there, and, and I, you know, we'll see. We we'll see how it comes. It's an election; anything can happen still, but it's looking very good for the Republicans. That's gonna that's gonna give a lot of people in the United States and elsewhere in the world confidence in the United States and confidence in the dollar, which is very important uh, right now. And the other thing that we're looking at seeing is we're still watch, watching the financial system very closely. Uh, in the, in, the, in the past, during the past financial crisis, this is go 73, 74. Actually, that's not quite that one, but if you look at the 2000, the tech bubble, if you look at the long-term credit in 98, if you look at the, 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 the tech bubble, if you look at the great financial crisis, the United States, Europe, China, Japan, uh, you know, the, the Arab Saudi Arabia, everybody pulled together to try to get the financial system stabilized. The problem right now is with the war in Russia, it, 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 and, and we're basically we're, we're, we're heading to war with China. And so the Chinese and the Russians, like they know one of our strengths is our financial system. So they're going to try to do they, they, they're not going to help us as much. And, and if the financial system comes apart, it's to their advantage. And by 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 Joe Biden alienating the Saudis because they wouldn't pump a bunch of oil for his election results, you know, th- that means the Saudis aren't going to be there to help us either, it, it, which is the other Arab countries as well. And so, so this, this, this makes our, our, our situation much more tenuous. Right now, the, the Federal Reserve has lent about nine, eight, six to $9 billion in, uh, in uh, uh, swaps to, to the Swiss bank, which means they're having trouble controlling some of their banks, uh, Credit Suisse and, and even Deutsche Bank. Some of these big European banks have not recapitalized. After the great financial crisis, the United States banks recapitalized. It, they, they lowered their leverage. They increased their capital. Well, the European banks never bit, bit the bullet and forced their banks to do that. So they're not in as good financial shape. 
Europe is in big trouble because of the because of the uh, the, the natural gas and oil cost over there. It, it, it's hitting them. They're talking. You can see the de deindustrialization of Germany because nobody can afford to produce any in the country because of the sky high energy costs because of the Russia Ukraine war, and so they're in trouble. But the financial system is built on derivatives and all types of, of, of different financial products out there. And we saw what happened in, in, in the UK last week where, where a number of pension funds were in danger of going under unless the UK government stepped in to force interest rates lower. So the, the financial situation in Europe is not good. And there's a danger to the financial system. This market should be stabilizing, but it's not. And so I think we want to continue to watch it very closely and see what happens. In that environment, you're still looking at some of these, you know, shorter-term bonds, shorter-term assets. I think what we're seeing is globally, a lot of people are scrambling to 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 uh, deleverage. To, to you know, they're 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 not they're too deep in the market. That they're 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 they have too much risk, and they didn't do it like we did, you know, a year or two back. They're doing it now, and and, and it's causing forced selling around the world. So we have to watch that very closely. I think you want to continue to have the cash on the sidelines, and you want to take advantage of some opportunities that came up. Look, we we, we increased the position in one of our stocks uh, this week, late this week. I mean, it was, and I actually I think it was the one of the few ones on our board that was up by the uh, you know by Friday. Uh, it still held up really well. You know, we're looking at we're, hey, we're getting a super fantastic dividend, seven over seven percent, in a, in a stable business. But but there are opportunities. But we're going to continue to adjust the portfolios around that it, it, using the strategy we've been continuing to talk about: higher levels of cash, short-term bonds, uh, watching the dollar closely. Uh, the, the 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 commodity sector, specific commodities that are in short supply. It understand all that's got to be put through the filter of a war with Russia and what goes on with China in this deglobalization. And, it, and that's all very complex, but if you break it down to some more simple things, you want to continue to manage risk in this market. I, I think we want to watch what happens in Europe very closely to, to see what happens over there. Uh, you know, they're trying to stabilize the market, but the problem is it, 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 with these derivatives, if one of them goes bad, then another one goes bad. Something interesting, in, the, in past financial crisis, if, when, the, when the market went down 20%, the bonds would go up 5 or, five or 7%, you know, maybe 8% sometimes. It, 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 and then at the end of the quarter, in the year, they'd have to rebalance, go, wow, we have a lot more bonds now because the market fell 20%, so we're going to have to reallocate to hit our 60-40. We, we don't balance it that way, but, but, but many of the institutions and the pension people do, uh, to, be, to, to be exact. And, and so what happens is when you had big sell-offs like we're in now, typically the bond market is up, so institutional portfolio managers would be they'd be selling their bonds with bigger profits in, in investing the money in stocks so they could get their balance close back to the 60-40 where they want to try to be. That's always been a natural cushioning under the market. We're not seeing that now because because the market, the S&P is down 25%, almost 25%, the NASDAQ's down 35%, and the bond market, depending on, you know, what you're looking at is down, you know, uh, Five to, to you know twenty percent, depending on the, on the bond funds, and so there's really not the reallocation that there once was underneath this market right now. It, it, two minutes, okay. Thanks a lot, Crystal. Uh, so, so this is uh, again, it, this is a complicated market, 
And so what you want to do is be much more targeted in your investing. This world goal, there's going to be a lot of money made in this market. There was a lot of money made in the 1970s. We had an oil crisis then. We had sky-high inflation. We had sky-high interest. There was a lot of money, but you have to be much more targeted. So that's what I want to kind of encourage you to think along those lines. Uh, you know, something like uh, uh, foreign foreign stocks are more uh, are typically more volatile than, than U.S. stocks. So the U.S. market is probably held up better than some of the other markets. When the dollar turns, a couple key things to watch to put a floor in this market. The Fed capitulates, doesn't raise rates, near-term floor. Peace talks with Russia in the war ending in Russia in a Republican win. Now, I think we got a pretty good chance of one of those happening pretty quickly. And so that, that's what we want to watch. The others, I'm not sure about. And so if the and the other one to watch is when the dollar peaks, you want to be in commodities, particularly gold and silver, and you you want to be in uh, that that that's also gonna that's gonna be your better area and then in, in, in stocks as well because that's gonna cause a shift back into into the U.S. market to some extent in stocks. Uh, it, 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 but 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 when that dollar peaks, then you want to move over to some foreign markets and emerging markets because those currencies are so beaten up, you can buy things. 15, 20, 25 percent cheaper than you can just on a, a even on a currency basis. It's like going to Europe now. Your 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 uh, hotels and your your airline airplanes are 15, you know, 17 percent cheaper. In some cases, 20 percent cheaper just because of the currencies. So 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 the the thing you want to watch is the dollar, and that that's something we want to watch. Anyway, I, ho I hope this is giving some ideas. If you need some help, go to our website maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And also, you know, in this environment, by the way, you can request an appointment with me. I'll sit down with you. I'd like to help you out. Uh, request our free Max Out Savings Report. But it is, again, thank you. AM 1070. <laughs> hey, folks, this is Jason Bible, Texas Real Estate Radio Network, here with my business partner, Rob. We talk about the reality of investing in real estate. The truth, without any hyperbole. Oh, yeah, the truth. Yeah. Some hyperbole. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.